and we are live. Lewis from UAP Studies Podcast. You are my guest today and I am so excited for this because I like talking about uh, possibilities outside of this realm that uh, we've, we've grown up in and program, been programmed to uh, believe in and stuff. How are you? I'm good, man. How you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Good. Lots and lots to talk about because it is July 7th. It's 0707. The, the serious portal is uh, yep. wide open as uh, what, what comes with that is, well, I mean, I don't know, man. Some crazy shit's happened over the last few days. Yeah, it seems that way for sure. It's it's hard to quantify if it's one is directly related to the other. But mm -hmm. if you're already of that mindset and you think there's something to it, it's a perfect time. Yeah. Everything seems to be like coincidentally happening, right? Walks so. like a duck, talks like a duck. It's probably a duck. Yeah, it could be <laughs> self-fulfilling prophecy, too. Who knows, right? If Very enough true. people think something's going to happen, then that's a CE5 movement in itself. Ah, I love I, I've got the CE5 app on my phone. Love me a little Dr. Stephen Greer. Yeah. Uh, it's funny because I was just talking to someone from the new water company that I work with today. And I, I wasn't sure how this is going to go. And like, he's like, oh, I didn't see that email come through. And, and uh, I don't know what happened there. I'm like, oh, well, they did turn CERN on a couple of days ago. And I kind of just threw that out there. The feeler He's like, he's like, oh, oh, so like you've been down the rabbit hole and stuff. I'm like, oh, yes, we're going to be good friends. <laughs> You One know, sentence says it all, right? Well, exactly. I'm like, I'm like, I can put, I'm going to put that out there, the feeler. And like 99% of the people are going, oh, it's CERN. I'm like, uh, don't worry about it. It's nothing to be concerned about. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, before we hop into to all that stuff, let, let's talk about UAP Studies podcast, what you guys are about, how you and Jason met and, uh, and you know, where, where, how you guys got to where you are now. Yeah, so uh, UAP Studies podcast is about two years in the making. Uh, it was started by my good friend, Jason Gilmet, and uh, initially it was just himself. And then he realized that, hey, if I'm going to make a podcast, I need people to talk to. So that becomes a difficult thing when you're in sort of a fringe topic to begin with. Not a lot of people take it seriously. And those that do have big platforms to appear on. So as a guy mm -hmm. starting out, it was pretty tough. Uh, he was fortunate to get some good fans early on that referred him some people. Yeah. And uh, he did a very good job building that up. Uh, and then him and I met through uh, just work contacts uh, in another field. And uh, like you said, you know, you kind of plant the feelers as somebody in the same topic as you, you know, did they dig it? And I think we were talking about ancient aliens or something like that. And nice. very quickly he realized that, hey, like you've got a lot of knowledge on this. And and I didn't realize because I wasn't in the field. I didn't have a whole bunch of buddies that we would all share ideas on about this. And it was basically just myself, my enthusiasm for this type of thing. And uh, so I went on the show as a guest and uh, he said it was the first time it was ever a perfect edit where there was nothing that had to be cut out or adjusted. It was just kind of very fluid, natural conversation. And they invited me to come back on and, and co-host the show with them. So uh, I do have a bit of a marketing background, advertising as well. So uh, I bring that to the show and uh, awesome. we've now gone on, I think we're on 15 total platforms, maybe more. Wow. If you Google UAP studies podcast, it's just pages and pages of stuff. Mm -hmm. There's sites that stream our shows that we don't even know about. And That's we're not amazing, signed up with man. them. They're just a subsidiary of it something. Is, is uh, and recently, 
Yeah, exactly. And so I guess that's a compliment, right? Nobody wants to share a crappy show. And then <laughs> uh, we've hit Apple Podcasts and YouTube lately. And I mm. think bringing the video aspect to it has really changed. I noticed before we would post an audio only, we would get a certain type of comment, still complimentary, but not not over mm -hmm. the top. And with the video, we seem to have comments from people almost like they feel like they know us. Mm -hmm. Like, it's so cool to see you guys just shooting the breeze, but yet you're on point and love the guests you have. They're a lot more heartfelt. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like we're reaching more people because they can see us. They know what we look like. They can see our mannerisms. And, yeah. you know, we don't proclaim to be experts on the topic. And I think that keeps us out of a lot of heat. We don't mm -hmm. get any bad press. We're not getting into battles with idiots on Twitter over stuff. Yeah. It is what it is, right? We don't know, but we definitely interview people that do know a lot more than we do. Mm -hmm. uh, and we sort of get a collective information from all these people and that helps our own research. Yep. Uh, and again, not to mention Jason is a MUFON uh, field investigator, about to become one of the head field investigators in Canada. Explain um, MUFON. So is MUFON is the Mutual UFO Network, okay. and it was a private collective of people that when the government wasn't taking this stuff seriously, you know, in the last couple of decades, people still needed a place to go and report something. Mm -hmm. And it was volunteer based and people are properly trained on how to do a correct uh, investigation, you know, and for the most of their investigations, they're trying to rule out, you know, casual phenomenon as much as everybody else, because nobody wants another non-credible report. Yep. So they're more than anyone trying to say, okay, well, was it a plane? They have the radar data and they have all these, you know, programs just to try to decipher if it mm. was, you know, a casual run of the mill something, or if there's actually something to it. Yep. And uh, so MUFON is, uh, is worldwide. There's people, cool. you know, in charge of it for the country the representative state or province, and then right down to, in some places, it's even like a jurisdictional level. Um, so yeah, yeah that's the MUFON in a nutshell. I know with the um, Close Encounters of the Fifth Kinds of C5 app, um, yeah. there's a, like a network in there as well. Is that is that similar? Or? No, MUFON is that uh, you have to be vetted. Like they're going to oh, interview okay. you. You have to pass a, there's like an online course you have to do. You have to pass a test. Wow, that's so there's, there's some effort you have to put in on your behalf in order to join. I believe there's annual dues like there is with anything else. I, um, but then, I mean, most of the people that do it that I've spoken to, it's not like they have groundbreaking evidence that nobody else has. That's mm -hmm. why they're in it is to try to get to that. Yeah, but for every 500 reports, there's 499 that good are, reasons. Yeah. And even recently with the Starlink satellite system, they have it right on their web page. Like if yeah. you've seen this line of white dots, it's not a UFO. Like no. it's supposed to be there. It's yep. a satellite system. They change configuration. And yep. so now the bulk of their uh, reports coming through apparently are mainly, you know, natural phenomenon or satellite related. Yeah. And I, and that's good. Like, you know, being the tinfoil hat wearing conspiracy theorist that I am, I've been down the many different levels uh, of, of going down that, you know, you get excited about things that are happening. Like, you know, I'm waiting for, for the, the contact or, you know, f disclosure that they've always been here. Yeah. Um, Cause I firmly, firmly believe that. I also firmly believe in the, uh, star seed type of thing like i believe that we are here for a reason i believe that we even and and even me and uh jason uh have, we met for a reason like i've i've noticed that so much lately that it's, you just you trust that we're we, we are here 
to usher in the next era or or level or age or however you want to look at it of humans and humanity and that is with interstellar contact um and and i mean you know i look at it as the veil is being lifted um so let me actually let me ask you i'm assuming you've probably seen cosmic secret with david wilcock or by David David Wilcox. I'm not sure if I have or haven't. Is it documentary based or sci-fi? It's it's fairly yeah, it's documentary based, but somewhat sci-fi because I watched that and and my mind just exploded because it was like, oh fuck, is Star Wars more of like a documentary type yeah. of thing? Because yeah. he kind of he goes goes back into the theory of how um, there was a planet that was Earth-like but bigger than than Earth in between Mars and Jupiter and or Mars and Saturn. Um, the that and that's why there's the asteroid belt there that like the the dark force or the you know the dark side blew that planet up and you know a bunch of us moved over to gaia or or terra nova or whatever it was um and and i can i can see that because like the dark force you know the dark side has a spell over us and i mean we listen to and hear more and more of people talking about mass formation psychosis and stuff like that i'm like fuck that makes a lot of sense Mm -hmm. Uh, and because like i've got a few different theories as to why we're here and whatnot and i think they all actually relate together it's just We'll, we'll find out when we find out, I guess. Yeah. Um, but that the cosmic secret is a very interesting one that I recommend people check out. What's your thoughts on David Wilcock? Because it's kind of mixed on him. Well, I mean, I I have heard similar theories about, you know, it makes sense why there would be just a random scattering of asteroids, you know, kind of with with some type of formation. It's almost like they're not everywhere. They're kind of they're in a belt. So, you know, Mm -hmm. the gravities or the anti-gravities have tried to realign it. Yeah. um, And it it makes sense that it would have happened so many years back. Right. Yeah. Um, and I've even, you know, in terms of our own planet, the reason we have a moon is at some point there was two of them. They collided. One became bigger. The other became significantly smaller. Yeah. And that's the reason we have our our weather and our, you know, oceans and tides and everything else, because of the fact we have a moon. It's, mm. a, it's like a mini cosmos within our own solar system. Right. So yeah. I think there's a lot of credence to that. I think, you know, everything is worth listening to. There's a lot yeah. of people from a science base, a lot of people are philosophical based or yep. psychology based. And I don't think one is better than the other. I think mm-hmm. it's all at one. You know, I think this phenomenon, it's above our pay grade. You know, our yep. spectrum is as 100%. viewing creatures. We can only see a certain spectrum, we can only hear a certain spectrum, you know, even a dog whistle. Dog hears mm-hmm. it, we don't. And mm-hmm. that's at the most juvenile level of that. So yep. to think that we have even the physical capacity to really see all that's happening if you get into quantum physics with entanglement and things like that and everything's just potential energy until it becomes something. So, you know, the consciousness of even observing something when you measure it, it changes the result. So Mm -hmm. like you said, people come into your life, things happen and everything just seems to fall together. So, you know, you maybe can manifest your life. I mean, I, for me, this is how I know that that works because I may not be able to brainwash myself to say today's an amazing day. But I know that if I tell myself today's a shit day, I'm 100% right. Mm -hmm. So if that's true, the opposite must also be true. So 
I kind of trick my own self to try to make this part of my my daily rhythm, my mindset. Do I want to be a negative person or do I want to at least try to brainwash myself that, hey, it's it's a good day because yeah. it really is just your perception on that. You know, yeah. you know, you meet some negative people and you're like, fuck, I can't wait to get away from this idiot. I just feel like shit every time I'm around mm-hmm. them. The sky is always falling. You know, and again, there's legitimate good people that have had bad shit happen that you're like, they didn't deserve that. So mm-hmm. it's kind of hard to discount anyone. But yep. I think if we all just worry about increasing our own value in stock, yeah. if we become nicer people, we help other people, that becomes contagious. The way you fix everything else is just to fix you, you know, yep. go deep it's, inside yourself. I mean, hold on. Hold on. I mean, use my podcast board for good use. Woo! <laughs> I wish I had a Ric Flair woo meme right now. <laughs> yeah, I know. Actually, I, I gotta, I gotta edit these a little bit more because I've got, I've got some beauties in here. Like this one's my one of my favorites. Come on, man! <laughs> <laughs> a little Joe Biden action. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm of the belief that we, you know, we are the creator of our own realities, and that's true because it's, it's all up to perception. Um, as, as you mentioned. And, um, you know, it, it's the more you realize that the more true it becomes and you're right. You're absolutely right. You're not going to wake up and like, okay, today is going to be a good day. And then just expect it to be a good day. Uh, because, okay, define good, bad things exactly. can happen to you that yeah. at that moment or things can happen to you that at that moment seem bad, but later on down the road you look back on them like oh okay you know that happened had to happen like i you know that's it's perspective like i For i'm sure. in my second marriage i can just sit there and look look at my first marriage like oh my god i can't believe that happened what a waste of my time and what a waste of my life but no that's the wrong way of looking at it because it got me to where i am right now it got me to this conversation uh sure. you know it, it, if it happened it was meant to happen and whatever emotion that you de- decide to attach to that is completely up to you. Absolutely. You can bear the poison of somebody that you hate forever. Yep. Makes no difference to that person. They're not going to have a shittier day because you can't stand them. You're yep. literally just poisoning yourself and mm-hmm. you're getting yourself into a zone that you got into and you can get out of, you know, like if you're looking for a reason to be offended in life, You don't have to look too far. That guy who cuts you off tomorrow morning, you could get out of your car and yank him out and beat the shit out of that guy and get charged with assault. Like, how far do you want to go with it? How easily are you triggered? And you look at the Dalai Lama, right? It's like the total opposite of that. You'd never get that guy mad about anything because he's not attached to any of that shit. So he doesn't care about any of that shit. Yeah. So it's it's where you're at in in you, you know, like yep. you can call somebody else stupid doesn't make them stupid. It just makes you the kind of person that's that feels the need to attach that label to that person. Right. And yep. it's just about your reaction, you know, uh, you know, again, very well said. I, I couldn't agree more because and and to go back to what you were you were saying before is you, it's going internally as opposed to externally. Like that's that's one of our biggest issues uh, uh, that we currently face as humans is we are consistently looking externally for answers. Uh, It's all, it's all in here. It's all in here. And if you start taking responsibility for your actions and, and what's going on, you you'll realize that maybe that person that you, you know, that you cut off or that cut you off and stuff like that. There's just, it's just a reflection that, that you need to, to learn from. 
And we've uh, all been that person. I've mm-hmm. been that guy that's 20 minutes late. Yep. I'm sorry, man. Like I totally cut you off. Like it's not you. It was yep. me and my lack of attention and my lack of care. Yep. So I've been that guy. So yep. who am I really mad at? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. If we all started taking a little bit more responsibility, uh, the world be, it would be a much better place. That's right. That's right. So let's get into, cause we, uh, I'd like to tell to talk about the responsibility of your energy when it comes to things like CERN. Um, You, we were talking before about, you know, your knowledge in in CERN, you've got a pretty good science background uh, with your education. Uh, So I definitely want to have you explain what CERN is and what they're trying to do with it. Because, you know, I I look up CERN uh, on online like anybody can and they'll tell you what they're what they're trying to do but there's you know some serious doubts that i have to when they uh they being the elites or whatever are are telling you what they're doing and why they're doing it i think uh yeah so to put it simply and again i'm not a an expert on cern but cern was built as a, a particle accelerator and a particle collider so it's basically a massive underground circular tunnel and I guess they have magnetrons and way more complicated, you know, equipment than I could even list. Yeah, temperatures but, are involved. With yeah. It. And basically it came from the quantum, th- quantum physics in the last couple decades started to get really good where they start to realize that, hey, matter is actually mostly empty space. Yep. When you look at a molecule of something, you have sort of the nucleus and the electrons around it. Mm-hmm. But the distance in between the two is massive. Like mm-hmm. it would be like for every atom from here on earth to the moon would be the distance to the electrons. So, you know, how does something feel solid? And yet when you look at it smaller and smaller and smaller, there's really nothing there. It's like 99.99% nothing. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so they just started thinking, well, you know, if there was some type of energy you could gleam from, you know, dark matter or, you know, uh, um, fusion of molecules or splitting atoms, kind of like nuclear, but on steroids. Mm -hmm. And so they start to realize that, hey, there's this one particle that they theorized existed. They called it the God particle or the Higgs boson. Mm -hmm. But it was essentially a particle that they thought if they could discover it exists, it would make all of those gaps in physics and quantum physics that didn't quite string together. Mm -hmm. That would fill in a lot of those gaps and it would really, you know, help physics and quantum physics, especially. So Mm -hmm. they, uh, they started this thing up, I don't know, maybe a decade ago. um, And they were just spinning around electrons and like the smallest single particle of matter they can produce and trying to have it collide the other direction mm-hmm. with another one and see what happens. And yep. I don't think it was very long until they had their first successful hit. It was a couple of years, maybe. Yep. Probably the first couple of years was just figuring out how to use all that shit. Because but... it started in 2008. Yeah, okay. And yeah. then I believe what you're talking about when the, the particles hit, I believe that was 2012. Okay. Because there's a lot of theories behind that as to that's what caused or causes the Mandela effect. Yeah. The Mandela effect, for those that don't know, uh, there's the, basically two trains of thought. You either think that Mandela died in the 80s or he died in 2012. Um, and that's because of the possibility of potential timeline shifting and splitting and editing that happened because of this. I don't know if that's actually accurate or not uh, there's a lot more than just the mandela uh mandela himself uh to the mandela theory 
like there's one about Febreze going around now and Chick-fil-A and uh, a bunch of people. There's the movie Shazam and there's a big conversation as to whether that was Shaquille O'Neal or Sinbad, the community comedian. Like I firmly remember it being Shaquille O'Neal. But if you look it up, it, it was Sinbad. Wow. So it's kind of like, it's kind of this mind fuck. Because... So what do you think that is? Is that like a time slip thing? Like, what do you think is attributing to that? Or is it just mass, you know, you get something in your mind, it becomes an implanted memory. And now the broken telephone, you tell the story wrong from day mm -hmm. one. It's never correct again. Do you think it's just a yep. bad information and humans just being generally bad observers? Uh, observers? It, it, it's, it's tough, man. It, it's a tough one because I want to just, think okay yeah no it's just human error and and it's just you know we've we've one story went down the the road that way and it just continued to go that way um but it's it's also plausible that it is editing timelines a bit it's i mean for me at this point anything's plausible um because I think it's one thing that I know is we don't know shit. <laughs> yeah, for sure. even our, our genes, people that are studying that and kind of looking for any potential editing, you know, there's mm -hmm. the, the hybrid theory or the theory that something edited our genes to make us more advanced faster than it normally would have happened. Mm -hmm. It might have been a two billion year progression and they made it a, a 400,000 year progression or something mm -hmm. like that. But um, there's even been evidence of certain viruses that latch themselves into our DNA because apparently your DNA changes when you get a viral infection, you know, at the end mm -hmm. of your life, your DNA is slightly different because of the viruses you've encountered mm -hmm. versus the beginning of your life. So, and then know, there's the, other ways of altering oh, your, DNA Oh yeah. CRISPR and everything else. Nowadays there's genetic babies or whatever else you can theorize. It's just the, the ethical implications of doing that. I don't know how it is when we talk about modifying and stuff. I don't know how it is where you live, but the mosquitoes where I live are fucking retarded these days. They're fucking huge. They're like scary. They like, got their own zip code. Eh? What's that? They got their own zip code. They're so big. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's that's, that's an interesting one, but yeah, no, your DNA is a storybook. That's yep. the, uh, and that story can be changed. It can be edited. Uh, and so, I mean, there's, there is also the theory on like the, uh, I don't know if you are familiar with 3d to 5d and we're going to a new, new earth and that you, I mean, I, I would guess that, you know, somewhat about it because you let you talk about consciousness. Yeah, for um, sure. And again, too, there's so many theories on that. I have a, a humble, I read a lot of stuff, but I don't, like I don't memorize who the person was that came out with it, or I just kind of like to have a very vague Oh, that's kind of cool. You know, like mm -hmm. I don't, I don't want to put too much stock in it because yeah. again, whoever's writing it only knows so much. Mm -hmm. I like to, to theorize about that stuff though, because yes. everything as we know, it isn't the complete story. Yeah. So if you don't think about, well, what potentially are other dimensions or how does that even look like, what is something with multi-layers? We only know the layers that our bodies can absorb. So I think mm -hmm. when you kind of flex that muscle in your brain and get it, 
you know, you're, you're rewiring the, the neurons and your synapses. It's just like a habit. If somebody wants to quit drinking or smoking, you do it long enough, you rewire that pattern. Yeah. You're no longer triggered the same way you can do it. So I think if you want to get more advanced as a being and as a thinker, you have to take in everything. So I read so much information. We interview the best people, the most knowledgeable people, the greatest authors, basically give us the Coles notes of your 30 year career so we can tell our audience. Right. Mm -hmm. So when you talk to enough of those people, they get away from being specific. They are Mm -hmm. more, you know, like we interviewed George Knapp and he's been a nuts and bolts UFO guy and you know, him and Bob Lazar, they put area Mm -hmm. 51 and S four on the map. And he's like, the more you get into that, and then he starts researching Skinwalker Ranch and everything else. And mm-hmm. he's like, I thought it was just nuts and bolts UFOs. He's like, it's not. It's mm-hmm. interdimensional beings. It's yep. poltergeist phenomenon. It's like light orbs and energy. It's not one phenomenon. It's many phenomenons. And they're mm-hmm. all happening at the same time. Yep. Whether it's causational and they're making it happen. People see UFOs and Bigfoots. Like, how does that make sense? Mm-hmm. You're supposed to have a hairy flesh and blood monster running through the bush, but somehow there's a UFO connection. So it's not stranger than you think it's stranger than you can think. And so I don't Uh, think, uh, yes, well said. Yeah. It's it's. And I think that was from Dr. Wayne Dyer and he was very Mm -hmm. much on like manifesting your day. You know, if you want something to happen, you're, you're, it's already there. The only, it's like the Buddhist philosophy. The reason you suffer is because you want for things, but the Mm -hmm. things you want for are already within your grasp. So you will never stop suffering until you realize that it's already there. You're already where you're trying to go. You just need to live that, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's like creating a life of lack because you want things. That's right everything already exists you just need to align your energy with it and and reframe your perspective on it and i think a lot of people they suffer mostly because of things that change it used to be so good and that went to shit the planet's not the same everybody was the way it was pre-covid yeah everybody's butthurt about music's not the same people aren't the same nobody's nice anymore nobody says hi but this is a, a universe that has never been static ever Mm-hmm. And we're all pissed off that it's not staying the same. It will yep. never stay the same. It has never been the same. The whole purpose of life is eventually to turn into something else. So if you're going to, you know, always be in a state of anger or upset because things are just changing every day, yep. that's the cycle of life, man. It's never going to be any other way, regardless that's to your opinion of it. A hundred percent. And because that, that's it's the 3D mindset. It's it's the egoic And I will say dysfunctionally egoic way of looking at things. People don't want to look at, like, I used to think, oh, man, I wonder what it would have been like to live through the world wars and stuff like that. First of all, for all I know, I probably did. Uh, Second of all, for sure, you know, it's when it happens, it's like, oh, I, uh, you know, I now you, you, oh, poor me. I'm, I'm part of this because, you you know, what I've seen happen as the consciousness raises and expands is things get darker and darker because the light is shining a light on the darkness. And it's, it's, this is, in my opinion, for me, this is what we need to go through. It, it has to be this way because yeah. so many people are just so naive to the way we've been programmed for generation after generation after generation that 
it's uncomfortable to to see the world for what it is but unless we know where we came from we we can't continue to go to where we want that's right yeah 100 percent. yeah i mean it's almost like because you know there's so many theories on things but you know we're all somewhat controlled media only puts out so much government has oversight and everything else yeah you know we're somewhat a byproduct of that conditioning so the the really open-minded and full thought that we probably should have and Mm. i think kids have that more i mean a lot of kids see up until the age seven allegedly and maybe that's us telling them you're crazy nothing Mm -hmm. happened stop saying there's a boogeyman go to bed Mm -hmm. and they just use that invisible friend thing like yeah having invisible friends like how do you know or imaginary friends or whatever yeah Yeah. like adults have poltergeist interactions why wouldn't kids you know so there there was a time when i was like eight years old and i can remember photographically uh standing in my front yard and like there's like it almost like came and like hit me with like a ton of bricks i'm sitting there thinking like why am i here like what what is this like am i a character in a movie and stuff like this like this is back in the 90s right i'm like nobody's thinking not nobody but not many people would like think that way you know and, yeah. and it's it's interesting to see how the programming changes you uh and puts that that that's the veil that's the veil of maya if you will from a religious aspect it's hard to become a self-realized person when you've had implantations of what yourself already is you are this you work here you go to this school you do that others are very good at defining for you what your path is supposed to be so in order for you to become self-realized and think of maybe that's not the case maybe this is all bullshit and the economy Mm -hmm. and everything else this is a fabrication that we're now stuck in and if we don't want to participate we can live in the streets or move off the grid and you know drink puddle water and eat grubs for the rest of your life right so it because your brain already has that pocket full it's hard to get more in there without scooping some out right mm-hmm. and how do you do that without losing your mind and with and making it stick like our brain is the best bullshit filter we have so mm. you could tell yourself all day long something and try to indoctrinate yourself but if you don't genuinely believe that and if you don't think there's a benefit your brain already knows what your subconscious thought is on that yep so if you're like yeah i'm going to get in shape and i'm going to do this and this but you already know in the back of your head bullshit i hate exercise i haven't been able to do it if that's still the reoccurring theme, yeah. no more realization can come. You no. need to deal with that first and scoop that out. So there's space. You create that vacuum for new shit to flow in. Yeah, couldn't agree more. We're, I've said that many times that we're in, in un, we got to unlearn Definitely. 95% of the shit that we learned. Definitely, yeah. And, and, and be open and have control of your free will and energy when relearning and growing uh that's exactly where we're at and i want to talk about the brain too because um i find it very interesting because you talked about uh the dog whistle thing that made me think of how uh that we we only see less than one percent of the visible spectrum that's right and that's even less for old bubbles over here um because i gotta i could you could see mars with these with with these glasses but you know and your brain you know, the average person uses what 10% of their brain, I would say that's overshooting it in many cases. Um, but you got 90% of brain matter that you don't even use 95% of our DNA is considered junk DNA, because we don't know how it codes. Yeah. 
or it's not, I, it's I think for me, codes. it's actually the capacity that's the percentages because we use a hundred percent of our brain. Every nerve in that brain is firing something. There's blood flowing through it. Well it's said. providing a function, mm-hmm. but I don't think we're using our brain effectively to maximize its amplitude. So hundred percent of our brain is working. We don't have like dead matter, yeah. but it's not functioning as high of a percentage as it could. Yep. There's blockages. So, our potential is is way, way, way under what it should be, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, and as we continue to realize this potential, things will strengthen in, in our, our, our brain usage. I, I yeah. believe that tele- telepathy is a real thing. Uh, oh, yeah, you know, definitely. My wife and I, we, I was just actually saying to her last night, I'm like, I feel like about 75% of the conversation, we probably just wouldn't even need to have, like, we just look at each other. And that's, that's you know when when you're aligned and you understand energy and you're on that same wavelength yeah it's a lot easier and you twins know? are really good uh, examples of that mm-hmm. they study twins you know even i i grew up in uh, toronto and i had this uh, greek family across the street from my house and there was identical twins who were the same age as me and it was uh, they have a big carabana festival every year it's all the mm-hmm. caribbean music mm-hmm. it's almost like carnival from brazil right but in toronto Love so it. that particular weekend one of the brothers was driving down lakeshore boulevard and somebody came on the other side of traffic and was coming head for him and he was driving a cargo van because he used to have a catering company mm-hmm. so he had to swerve into the opposite lane of traffic and when he tried to swerve back he couldn't and the van rolled on its side into the guardrail and he was trapped in the van and his foot was like crushed and mangled and the van caught on fire anyway he was fine in the end but i was at home and uh, his brother his twin brother was hanging out with me mm-hmm. and he started to feel sick like he was like man i feel dizzy i feel like i'm in a puke yeah. and he actually went home and then i found out an hour later that his brother had almost died in a friggin' accident and Shit. i witnessed that firsthand because i was with the other twin yeah, yeah and even the mother knew something was up so there's yeah. there's a lot of stuff we don't get but i definitely think there's a lot of credence to that yeah, I mean, and, and the, the thing is, is we would get that if we are educated properly. You know, uh, education that the school is the school isn't a school. It's an, an indoctrination yeah. factory. You know, that you that we that's why so many kids nowadays are, are diagnosed with ADD and ADHD because they just don't want to learn your fucking parallelograms. Yeah. You know, it's it. If we really tapped into energy at a younger age one that seven years would last a hell of a lot longer probably a lifetime um and two we'd be just so much more advanced Uh, there seems to be a a split in schooling as you said and most school generally speaking yeah is that plain format this is what we do Mm -hmm. kids get a general understanding of a lot of things but then when you get to like the university level and Mm -hmm. i'm not talking about people that are becoming doctors or lawyers but Mm -hmm. people that just want to go and become like a hearing aid technician or something Mm -hmm. right it's like the amount of work and made up shit that you have to do my brother went through this where it's like you got to do 16 labs and 42 papers and they're just justifying the money that they're charging you you're not getting any value out of that extra shit it's a make work project so you have to buy books and you got to buy this study guide and this exam has a different prep it's just a fucking money maker and it's almost like for people that have been so well indoctrinated that school is the way to go here's Mm -hmm. more school because your brain is going to be yearning for that because that's how you've been programmed since a young age so and and school for the most part 
isn't actually learning. It's proving that you can remember. Yeah. And you know, it's a bit of a habit forming too, right? You, yep. It's like making your bed. If you're, mm -hmm. you know, I know somebody went through AA and he said, the first thing they did is they, you know, make your bed. If you're yep. going to do something the same every day, start with something simple. And it's a yep. brain wiring tool more yep. than anything else. They're trying to psychologically convince people. This is where you find your happier you. And you start by doing that. So it gives the brain something tangible to latch onto. And then the rest of their therapy can happen. So I find that really interesting that even in things like that, mm -hmm. we don't necessarily know why it works, mm -hmm. but it seems to work and yeah. that's why they do it. So, you know what I, and I, I try so hard to just like, okay, don't talk about it. Don't talk about it. Yeah. You're going to talk about it. I believe that mushrooms are going to save the world. We're talking like, uh, like psychedelic all mushrooms, mushrooms, all mushrooms, but yeah, psilocybin mushrooms yes magic mushrooms are going to play a huge role in this now are you I meaning believe. that in terms of like therapy almost like yes. what they're trying to do with dmt and things like that yep yeah they, there's even ketamine assisted therapy to get people off of addictions uh there's ayahuasca ceremonies with your dmt and stuff yeah uh people are microdosing all over the place with psilocybin and lsd now and they're seeing huge results with PTSD, anxiety, yeah, depression. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen it, but if you haven't watched Fantastic Fungi on Netflix, yeah. it's an absolutely incredible documentary. It's on fungi as a whole and the mycelium, because I believe that we are the mycelium. We're part of the mycelium. Um, that's the and, network, right? Like the nerve yeah, network they yeah, have yeah. amongst each other. Yeah, yeah it, it, it's it's basically the plant and animals, like the the planet's World Wide Web. Yeah, you know, it's the proof of why it's it's the explanation, at least to me, as to why grounding and earthing and everything works. Yeah, it's the you know? conduit that's already within the soil, and yeah, yeah. it makes sense. Yeah. Who knows, right? You, you can't refute any of this shit. And that's what I said earlier. Like, I think it's all good. The only time I think it becomes a problem is when somebody is trying to sell it as a plan. Like, this is how it is. This is how it goes. Or, you know, somebody that just is too defined on their explanation of it, right? Like, we're years away from having a full explanation on a lot of things. So it's dangerous when somebody's like, no, nah, no, nah, they're full of shit. This is actually mm -hmm. how it is. Uh, yeah. You don't know either, right? Yeah, exactly. Anybody that is that comes at you at, or at me with that type of mentality, I'm like, oh, okay, like I'll just take everything that you yeah. say with a grain of salt because nobody knows what's going on. Uh, I mean, I'm sure there are some at the highest level people yes. that we'll never talk to. Uh, and they're probably, you know, that that's where you can go down the reptilian and, and hybrid. Cause I believe that we're all hybrid. Actually. I look at my skin. I'm like, oh fuck. I do have reptilian in me. I'm very uh, lizardy this morning. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. if you really look down actually at your skin and you look at the scales and stuff like that, like what else has scales? Um, you know, and it's, it's funny because like they're, they're trying to push this, these cricket farms and stuff like that. I'm like, fuck off lizard people. Stop trying to get us to fucking eat lizard food. It's, it's supposed to be better protein per square gram than anything else. That's why they're oh, doing yeah, it. Montreal has a massive cockroach. Yeah. Let's, let's go eat that and beyond meat and stuff. And then wonder why we're all getting fucking chronically ill.
Yeah, um, that's true. Yeah. And we want to stay away from processed foods. Well, there's nothing more processed than a bunch of vegetables try to made into meat. Why does it have a gray look to it? I've yeah. never ate vegetables that look like beyond meat. What the fuck yeah. is in that? Yeah, no, I, I, it's, I, I bought into it. I tried it a couple times and whole like, yeah, I, it tasted fine, I guess. Yeah. It's but what like, pea protein or something? Is that the main thing they have? Oh, that's what they're telling us. Who the yeah, fuck knows, yeah. man? Uh, you know, I've gone down so many diff- different rabbit holes and shit that you know, like I know all about adrenochrome and stuff. And us Canadians know about the residential schools and all the kids that that died there. And it's it's just yeah, that's that's a deep and dark road, especially with who is behind so much of it, Mr. Bill Gates. Uh, that's where I'm like, yeah, no, no I'm gonna going to do the exact opposite of what you're telling me to do um but so going like let's let's okay trailed off there a little bit let's go back to the cern because something happened last well yesterday was a big day because if if the timeline is splitting and i looked at it like everybody leading up to july 5th when they turned on cern to the highest level Everybody's like, oh, it's going to open the gates of hell. And, you know, it's going to open portals and stuff. And you saw this fear-based mindset. I'm like, okay, understandable. But why don't we look at it as it could be a, it could be a good thing. Let's say it, it does open the gates to hell. Uh, because we're, we're sitting here waiting, you know, we being the tinfoil hat wearing conspiracy theorists, um, whether you're a QAnon or you're, you're whatever you want, you just, you, you know, that something isn't right. We're waiting for all these, these elites to get arrested uh, under the same broken, false legal and justice system that the elites run. What if this is, it does open, open a portal and that's a way to you get the 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 evil out of this realm so we can lift that veil of maya we can start learning our true power take our sovereignty back i i'm in a class right now about learning about the different laws and stuff like that and and to reclaim your sovereignty and it's like people will and myself included I'm like oh you know i want to achieve you know learn how to achieve my sovereignty and stuff and it's the wrong way of saying it reclaim your sovereignty because we were born sovereign we just had that taken away from us and that's what we're we're doing right now is, is going back to the sovereign stuff but uh with cern so the georgia guidestones you know about those i heard it was a bombing though was it not somebody set off a charge there's different theories to it uh no nobody that I've seen has had like there I've seen I'm like you with with UAP stuff with conspiracy stuff I look at both sides of it because it could be the elites trying to give you know us tinfoil hat wearers a win because we know that the George like we think the Georgia Guidestones are evil it starts with saying keep the world population under 500 million so you can understand why we go down that road of of thinking that there's some satanic evil aspects to it 600 what my my was going to say my perspective on cern and Please. maybe i'm just not as fired up as other people but you think about the first thing they got when they finally figured out the whole the higgs boson right mm-hmm. it was it had to be measured by the most sensitive and minute and like 
right down to the granular level of instruments, right? It, nobody would have even known it happened until they went back and checked the tapes and said, oh yeah, we found a blip. I don't think no matter how big you make it or how many particles you collide, it's, it's not, we don't have the power that we think. Like to make an actual wormhole or something massive, it, it's more energy than we have even on our small pocket of the universe. So, and to your point on the, the guidestones, I think a lot of other things would have been affected closer to CERN, geographically closer yep. than, I mean, I think the pyramids are closer to CERN than, yep. you know, Georgia is to Austria or wherever the oh, hell yeah, CERN yeah, is, uh, right? Yeah, Switzerland. But I, I and I, I agree with with that. Allegedly, there, I, and I read this yesterday, this one, not a lot of people that I've talked to know about, but the, allegedly there is a um, worm, like an ozone, a hole in the ozone layer that was just found above the tropical, like the tropics. So that's interesting. The fact that that, that was discovered the day after that they turned it on. Yeah. Um, I, I think it, it, electromagnetically, it would mess some things up. I could see mm -hmm. it affecting weather patterns. Mm -hmm. uh, I could see, you know, the planet has its own electromagnetic network. You can see the Shooting auras, right you know, the aurora borealis and all the rest. Mm -hmm that's just from the magnetism of the planet. So it's probably never good to start spinning huge magnets, at, you yeah. know, and putting massive amounts of current through it. Yeah. I could see it having an effect on like animal patterns, migration mm -hmm. patterns, birds and things, and yeah, good, things good that are tuning into the very subtle frequency of the planet. If you now crank that, you know, instead of playing Beethoven, it's now Metallica at full blast, it's going to screw up something. It is yep. nothing. It's impossible that nothing will be affected. Yeah. But I'm not well, so sure we're going to rip our, our planet down the middle or. Open no, up. no, I don't, I don't think any of anything like that. I, I've, if, if it did shift us on to a different timeline, it's, it's already happened and it's not something that we'd really heavily notice. And so who knows with the Georgia Guidestones, I'm leaning more towards it was a DEW direct energy weapon that, is the most plausible in our current reality yeah. uh, to me that that it is. That said, you know, there there's a lot of other things that have happened like uh, over the last couple of years that are showing some interesting biblical things like there's locust plagues and there's been yeah. fucking earthquakes and volcano eruptions all over the place and, and you see what's what's happening and a pandemic that's yeah. very apocalyptic right yeah and, and uh you know you, you're on the biblical aspect of things like you know good people will be seen seen as bad and bad people will be seen as good and you see what they're trying to do to the kids with agenda and stuff like that so who knows there going back to the weather part though yesterday last night in sioux falls south dakota the sky was green 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 and i'm talking emerald green like shamrock green yes wow yeah that's, and that's a pretty wide one. open countryside there. That's not like over a, a polluted populated city. No. Yeah, it's exactly. Pretty much plains. It's, yeah, it's it's uh, I believe South Dakota is in the tornado alley and you know you're in like basically the prairies of the yeah. US type of thing. Yeah. Uh yeah, wide open. So that that was that was interesting to me. Um we'll we'll see what else happens cuz I mean from a world standpoint Boris Johnson resigned today. 
Uh, And he had like 35 of his cabinet members resign yesterday. Yeah, it was a mutiny for sure. Yeah, that that was interesting. If only that would happen up here. The thing that bugs me is the biggest thing they've been shitting on him about are these friggin' parties. Like, okay, I get it. He had parties. He was drinking during COVID. Everybody's, you mean to tell me the celebrities didn't do the same shit? They didn't fly to Greece and just rent an island for a month and have massive orgies and stuff? Come on, man. Like, they're just, they wanted to get him out. They're using this as their, you know, let's string him up and tar and feather him. But it's not like he stole money from the government. He wasn't caught with child pornography. Like you can villainize him, I think. But Mm -hmm. that's the toughest job in the world, being a politician. I don't think he did that bad of a job. I mean, you're surprised he went out and partied. He looks like a British Rob Ford. You know, like he's somebody that just kind of went off a little bit. He's goofy to look at. A little bit of, you know, unsuspected behavior, I don't think would have surprised anybody. So, yeah, I'm sure there's more to it. But I mean, yeah, if you're at that level, you're in on it. Yeah. Uh, And, you know, I I don't we don't know how deep he's in on it. if, If he's in the child shit and stuff like that, probably. But maybe he's got dirt on other people. You know, the whole Epstein yeah. thing. There's royal family members that were involved oh, with that yes. too. Maybe yep. he knows something and, you know, Kennedy went one way. This is the gentle way. That doesn't mean you get your head blown off, right? I don't yeah. know. We yeah. Don't, nobody will ever know. We, well, yeah, we won't know until we know. And exactly. it'll be, you know, it's already way After better. And I, and I honestly, you know, I am of the belief that what is happening in our realm here is a relation of of the the battles that are going on outside of here and i believe that those battles are done my belief system is telling me that you know god wins you know the light wins because the light always does um and and you can't have darkness without light uh and and again like the more we shine the light the weirder things get for me and i just i just laugh at shit now to your point about light you know you could be in a massive room that's filled with dark you light one match there's so much light that comes off of one match or one candle Mm -hmm. it's far higher vibrational energy than dark you need the slightest bit of light even your bloody phone and you can still see to get to your door right like Mm -hmm. it doesn't take much light to dispel a whole lot of dark absolutely and and with that light even in the darkness, like when you peel back all the layers and everything, there's always light underneath that dark, dark that darkness. Yeah. You know, we it, it's it's a lot like we're what we're talking about with the Higgs boson and the God God particle. You know, like there's you you peel back all of those layers and it's just energy. Yeah, it's just energy and space and and potential energy. It's not even yes. fixed. You know, yep. the only reason something is a rock versus a fish, it's basically the same elements just assembled differently. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they can all become something and go back to what they came from. It's just that constant regeneration. And yep. it, that's well, where this, it gets really weird. You know, well, like exactly this desk is an inanimate object, right? Yeah. And is well, the desk takes... there if you look away and look back? Yeah. Or is it only there because you're seeing it there and you expect it to be there? Yep. And so your consciousness makes the desk possible because without that purpose, it would be just potential energy. And that's because, and we look at it that way because we use 10% or less of the that's capacity right. of our brain because yeah. it takes energy for this desk to be a desk. 
You know what no. I find is cool in terms of that whole energy. You've have you heard of the uh, the Japanese doctor who studied water? Yes. Uh, I want to say Morimoto, but I know that's wrong. I think it's it Hashimoto. is Morimoto. I believe is it Morimoto? I think so. It's either Morimoto or Hashimoto, but yeah, I I want yeah, yeah. I know all about that. You where you put love on, you know, love, peace, uh, unity, and, you know, then you put hate, depression, greed, and yeah. the ones that are are positive. The the uh, the, the crystal structure, the crystalline yeah. structure of the water is beautiful. Yeah, Whereas, and hatred is devoid of everything. It's yeah, it's a mess. And so think about it. What's the water percentage content of our bodies, right? So if we're constantly dwelling in negatives, we're getting that in ourselves. We become that dark, shitty molecule and the, the ugly crystal. Where yeah. if we try to enlighten ourselves and love ourselves first and yeah. realize that we are deserved of being loved and, uh, you know, uh, try the chills, the chills, the, the energy that's flowing through me right now. I fucking love it because that is, I, I mean, I, my, I am water. Yeah. You have <laughs> not, a water company. Do you know? Exactly. I, I, on, on Instagram, I am Bobby Bouchain because I am the water, the water boy. boy. <laughs> Bobby Bouchain. <laughs> High quality H2O. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, that it's, it's something that I think we, you know, that I'm, I'm health and wellness. I run an entire distribution company on health and wellness, but my, the foundation is always water. Uh, because I, you said it best, we're 70 to 80% water. And now, and knowing what we know about the uh, Morimoto uh, about, uh, and, and his water, knowing that you can change the crystalline uh, structure of the water, knowing that we're 70 to 80% water, yep. knowing that we use up to 10% of our brain capacity, it's, it's pretty easy to come to the conclusion and assumption that, yeah, no, we're way more powerful powerful than we realize. Yeah. Uh, and that's where um, it's, it's exciting in the, at the time that we're in right now, because it's like yeah. the safety valve, right? It's like, yep. we, we, we were only given so much of a key for this thing. It's like when yep. you buy a, uh, like a, a mock Mustang, they give you two keys. One only unlocks the regular features. Yep. Then you get the red track key and that's where you get the full horsepower and goes crazy. So it's almost like we don't have the full key to what we can do because we'd be dangerous. Look, we're pretty dangerous as it is. Yep. Every time we find something, we try to weaponize it. So mm -hmm. I think somebody or something is holding back that, uh, that 90% because if we had full capacity, it, you know, in the hands of the wrong people, who knows what would happen? Well, yeah, I mean, that's, that's like looking at money as the root of all evil. And, and I firmly disagree with that, even though previous programming would have me say exactly that. And, and it, so it's, it's all, again, it's like you said, it's perception, right? It's, it's uh, it, who, just because money is a, a neutral object. The person that is using it is in complete and entire control of, of whether that's a good or a bad thing. And, and so... And I mean, I believe that energy is going to be the currency of our future as or we water. Know. I mean, you can't eat diamonds and your cash does you no good when you're starving to death. Right. Yeah. As soon as something becomes a more valuable commodity, paper will literally not be worth the paper it's printed on. That's part of the false world that we we live in. I, I, That's right. There's there's a big part of me that thinks that we're one like we're going to just like wake up and be like, 
wow, I just had the weirdest fucking dream. I lived in this dystopian world where we thought that, you know, that we we traded all of our energy for this little piece of paper that we called money that allowed us to survive. But because we use all of our energy for that little piece of paper, everybody just survived and nobody thrived. And, and that's, um, that's another d- really good documentary to for people to check out is Thrive. Thrive, the Thrive Movement, um, Thrive One and Two are both very, very good documentaries that will kind of ex- show you some light on the darkness and stuff. But that's what we're meant to do, but yeah. and meant to be is 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 beings that thrive. But because we just do, we're human doings. We do what what we're told, and we just yeah. do do do. We don't get a chance to ever be. We we just we get put into survival mode and not thrive mode. And, and I, I do believe that that is switching. I believe it's switching for me at least. And one thing circling all the way back to the very beginning of the conversation, because I should wrap, we've got to wrap this up because I got to go sell some more water machines. Got to pay for the podcast gear, man. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, Where was I going? I just completely derailed myself. Um, Thriving. Yeah. Surviving instead of thriving. Oh, I completely derailed myself. I was going to make a good point about something that that was said at the beginning, but I, said, uh, yeah, okay, okay. Sorry. You know what I'm going to do too is I'm going to give you this to edit because you're better at editing than I am. I was like, oh, we've had we like good- to post them as they are. We don't really cut much. The only thing we'll cut okay. is if I one of us coughs and we forget to hit the button. Or I used to run my wireless JBL headphones. Yeah, because they have a um, a pass through feature. They're so mm. noise canceling that I actually can't hear my level. And I don't like having too much mic level out of the mic. So yeah. I would wear it with the pass through just so I could get the ambient to wear. Yeah. But I didn't realize that when you hit the mute on Zoom or something else, it's not actually muting the mic in the headset. So oh. I'm muting the computer, but my headset was still picking up everything. So oh. I think the only thing we've ever edited was a cough that was not supposed to be there. Other than that, we let her go. Okay, good. I, that's the way I, I like to just, you know, Get her out raw for sure. Ha- have the conversation, make it more. It makes it more real because right. it's it. These these are real conversations about real things um, that. And we're not experts. We know a lot about it. We talk to people that are a lot closer to being experts than we are, yep. and we just compare notes. And most of the people that dig it, they like the fact that it's just casual conversation. It's on yep. point. It's not too out there and too fringe. Just a couple of guys who know their shit and they're excited about it. And they want to talk to as many people as they can who also know their shit and are excited about it. So, Lewis, I would love to do this again. Sounds Um, good, man. I enjoyed it. Can you give, why don't you give me something? Because I've I've said a few different documentaries for you to check out between the Cosmic Secret, Fantastic Fungi, Thrive. Give me a documentary to check out because I, I would love to go down a little bit of sure. your road. So it's an older one. Uh, and, you know, because I, I, like I said, I like quantum physics and stuff, but it's called mm-hmm. What the Bleep Down the Rabbit Hole. You might have already seen it. Uh, there's a lot of very popular well, keynotes. Haven't. Yeah, what I think it came out in the mid 2000s. Okay. Um, essentially, it's it puts into as layman a terms as you can the whole quantum physics idea, yep. quantum entanglement, how observations change, what matter becomes or doesn't become. And it's again, it's called what the bleep, like what the fuck down yeah. the rabbit hole. So yeah. the further you go, and again, if you're interested in CERN and particle acceleration, that's kind of what the, the search is all about. The smaller you go, you know, regular microscope 
and then electron microscope and all this stuff. They're trying to get to the smallest possible life form. We still are today. That's why they're cranking CERN all the way up. They're trying to see what else, like how, how much, because the theory is that energy is everywhere. If mm-hmm. you can configure that, you can have fusion with just the air and the matter that's around you. You don't mm-hmm. need fossil fuels and everything else. So oh, energy I, I is a big underlying charge, but it's more on the mentality of what exactly is quantum physics. Like, you know, when you look at a basketball, it might be in super position when you're not looking at it. It might be mm-hmm. in 10 places at one, you know, not one basketball, but one fraction of that same thing, one particle of that, mm-hmm. and then it reconglomerates. So it gets a little weird, but it's really well done. Uh, it's on point. And a lot I love of it the- because I love quantum. I, I, I know very little about the actual quantum physics. Yeah. Because uh, that shit's way above my. Yeah, opinion. it doesn't get too spacey on that. Yeah. It puts it into a digestible level. It was yeah. an actual movie released in like the, you know, um, cinemas and uh, you no know, IMAX shit, and everything else. So. Nice. Where can I find that? YouTube? Uh, I bought a DVD of it. Uh, okay. I think I, somewhere years ago. Yeah. In fact, I think my brother told me about it. I might have got a copy from somebody and then I found it somewhere. So it's yeah, I, I highly doubt that one's going to be on YouTube from the sounds of it. Yeah, uh, and I think there's even a, a longer name. It's like, what the bleep do we know anyways down the rabbit hole? So, but mm-hmm. if you just search what the bleep down the rabbit hole, that water experiment is featured in that. Cool. Um, you know, a lot of the, um, uh, the, the, the really well-known uh, physics people right now that are kind of, you see them on television shows and other documentaries. They all cool. have a little snippet of that. Nice. Uh, even in terms of ESP and like random number generators, they mm. focus on making it more ones than zeros. Somehow mm. it would work. They don't know how. So it, it really touches on a lot of different things. Uh, it's an oldie, but a goodie. That's amazing. Okay, perfect. I'm going to watch that. And I would love to do this again. And I mean, I'm sure by the time we have another episode, even if it's a week from now, a whole bunch of weird shit's gonna happen in the world. Sure. It's just everything. Let's see what happens and uh, keep notes, and we'll re- we'll reconvene next time we get together. We'll get Jason on with us next time. Too. Oh, that would be great. Yeah, I'd yeah. love to have. He's a great guy. He's, oh, he's becoming my best friend. So, and I don't mind saying that. Yeah, no, that's good. And then that what that's what makes a good partnership for your podcast. Definitely, um, Lewis. I really appreciate you. I appreciate your time, and I look forward to doing this again. Thanks again, man. I appreciate you, Shane, and uh, all the best to your podcast as well. Thanks, brother. Cheers.